3: Bushwhacker At the floor of Bama Lounge A northern boy just soaking in The virtues of the South Driven down from Boston He left five feet of snow taste after to those white sugar strands To the Gulf of Mexico Waved his hands in the air As force voice rolls through the roof Spreading the message Of his undisputed truth like an old time revival, his old spirits gave him wings. He said, "This is the promised land. He's one of the hardest chicks in me." If you get that special feeling that goes deep into your bones, if you've been moved by power grooves coming out of muscle show. That y'all have down here Smoky days, dreamland ribs washed down when I was going to be King's first place in Montgomery And you know he saw the light King nothing like those sweet magnolia nights. It's the tight curves of a southern girl And those talented nights Alabama game From you a town A rocket city Right In fairgrounds in nashville the stars of the arca racing series presented by menards are back for the music city 200 saturday april 7th at fairgrounds speedway nashville the best of the best race for 200 laps plus the super late model challenge 100 presented by team construction the show of the year begins with qualifying at three and racing at 545 for discounted tickets and more info check out TrackEnterprises.com. it's the music city 200 at fairgrounds speedway nashville
2: It's Monday night, and it's time to get Rowdy.
3: Catch up on This Week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comment. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy mag Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark.
4: All right, welcome back to Monday night, and it's time to get Rowdy, and it's actually a trio, not a duo, and the tri- trio add-on there we got from uh, our Chi-Town Jewel, Chi-Town Mark, and Jackman Jeff. welcome to the Rowdy Maglide show tonight again, guys.
5: Hey, Rowdy, how you doing? Uh, it's great to be here on a Monday night. Uh, we're going to have a great show tonight. We got some great guests lined up, so let's get, get ready to get Rowdy.
2: I agree with Jeff Rowdy. It's Monday night. I'm rubbed up, got my coffee here. I'm ready to go. Let's talk some racing, guys. Well,
4: uh, we, we're we getting ready. What uh, Jeff and I, we just talked about it just a few minutes ago, 18 days, and we'll be at Nashville Fairgrounds.
2: Ooh, <sighs> Can't get here soon enough, Rowdy. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready.
4: How about you there, Joe?
5: Oh, I can't wait. I'm ready. Uh, the weather's starting to break up here in the north, so it's getting to be that time of the season. It's racing season, so I'm ready to go.
4: Well, listen, guys, uh, 66 running into the Arca of racing series, uh, presented by Menards. We're headed up to Nashville. That's April the 7th. I think you still get your discount tickets through track enterprise and, uh, Hey, it's going to be a great show.
2: What a great deal, Rowdy. Uh, save $5 on your admission ticket. All you have to do is go to trackenterprises.com and follow the procedures, and you get a $5 discount on your, uh, on your ticket. Uh, and even a full price uh, of admission. Uh, the racing is going to be fantastic. 200 laps for the Arca Super Series, presented by Menards, and uh, 100 laps, super late models presented by the CRA, Southern Super Series, and the Cars Tour. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll have a lot of cars in the pit area for this weekend's races, for that weekend's races. And uh, always gets my blood going. Well,
4: Mark, we've got a, a pretty good running going there at Nashville, and, and I'm looking forward to getting back to it. Jeff's involved now, so hey, we just we keep building on on what we did accomplished what two years ago.
2: Well, we're on our third year together on the show, Rowdy, and uh, Nashville special because that's where we first met, and and I ended up being involved with your little. Uh, uh, Enterprise here, and uh, couldn't be any happier that I, I was invited and taken in. And same for Jeff. We're uh, glad we were able to bring him on board too, and uh, make the show even better. And uh, yeah, it's a three-headed monster now, guys. Yep,
4: we just got to get the, we got to get our soundtrack changed. Hey, right, well, let me just kind of quickly tell you how we're going to roll tonight with this. We got Chandler Smith calling in. Chandler's going to be in the 80 Motorsports. Uh, car come Nashville, and uh, I think that's going to be his first ARCA start. We got Max Tillman from uh, Mason Mitchell Motorsports. He was at actually his first uh, ARCA race was at Daytona. Finished, uh, I believe he finished sixth. Uh, and then to close it out for the night at eight fifteen, guys. Hey, listen, going. We got Mark and I can relate to this guy. I can because I'm sixty two. Dave Mater. It's calling in and he's 62 and what a story Dave's got. Uh, th- that's a two-hour show right there, guys.
2: <laughs> we could go three hours with Dave Rowdy. Rowdy, uh, I, is... I, was... I was looking
5: up. Rowdy, I was looking information on uh, Dave Mater and there was so much information and my head was hurting.
4: Well, he's. Uh, I'm looking forward. To... You know, guys, we were talking about it earlier too. That on race day, we sit on pit wall and talked just and him getting ready to go, what, 180 miles an hour around Daytona, and he acted like it was just another day in the park.
2: Well, Rowdy, there was. Probably one of the most interesting conversations we had all weekend with all the drivers that we met and all the personalities that we met. Uh, it was like he wasn't. In, we were just getting ready to go out to dinner, not for him to jump in a race car and start going 200 miles an hour at one of the most famous racetracks in the world. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to talk with them again and, and having some time. And uh, boy, if. if if he was comfortable then, I imagine how comfortable he's going to be tonight talking with us.
4: Well, listen, hey, let's bring on our first guest. Uh, our first guest is going to be Chandler Smith, uh, racing his first ARCA race at Nashville Fairgrounds and no stranger to the fairgrounds in the Venturini Number 20 Toyota. Welcome to the Rowdy Magli show, Chandler. Yep, th-
0: yep, thank you guys Good for goodness. having me on here.
4: Well, uh, Chandler, I, I think we we actually met in 2016 when at the All American 400, and I, I thought you was a pretty special guy then. And and to uh, dream that I'm gonna actually watch you race April the 7th at Nashville that's that's pretty cool again.
0: Oh yes, sir. Uh, I consider Nashville my home track, and to say I raced an ARCA car there is pretty cool. And uh, Nashville has a lot of history behind it, and. Considering I started off racing pro-late models there, and then I move up to super-late models, and next is ARCA. That's just something really cool you could say. Uh,
4: well, it's it's an awesome track. Uh, what's, what's the favorite part of, of racing at Nashville?
0: The speed and the high banks. It's really fun. It adds a lot of characteristics to the racetrack. The bump off of two really adds some strategy, me personally, I use the bump to my advantage, unlike most drivers you would talk to. So it really adds some characteristics to the track, and I believe it helps me better as a driver to drive through that bump a little bit. So when we go to other race tracks, there's bumps like that. You know, I could drive straight through them and be more comfortable, maybe work on the race car to work with the race or uh, work with the setup there, improve some speed.
4: Well, Chandler, I'm like you, I would, I would use that bump to my advantage uh, racing at Nashville, and and that, I like that. Oh, yeah,
0: yes, sir. A,
4: a lot of people complain about the bump, but I, like, I think it adds a lot of character to the track.
0: Oh, yeah, yes, sir, me as well. I make a lot of passes. Last year in the super late models there um, in the America and that's where I was eating everybody up, is using that bump there in practice. We just kept... Working and working to keep getting forward bite and maximize our forward bite up off the c- corner, especially there, while we're going over the bump. And that's how we were so good there last year. And I feel like that's what we're going to have to do in the Arca car this year as well.
4: Mark, you're live with uh, Chandler Smith.
2: Thanks, Roddy. Welcome, Rick Chandler. Uh, we enjoy watching you race, uh, either it be the Arca series coming up or your super late model. Uh, We've had an eye on you for a couple of years now. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time of being on the show with us this evening. Oh yeah, thank you for the invite. Oh, you're more than welcome. Boy, you know what? You and Roddy talking about that little bump coming off of two at Nashville. Uh, there are some guys. Uh, I, I we we've asked I've asked a lot of drivers about that bump coming off of two, and and yeah, you're the first one that says I use it to my advantage, and. Uh, That's impressive. Uh, It's got to be tough because, I mean, I've heard guys having to get dental work after hitting that thing a few times during a race. So uh, is that your little secret, do you think, for Nashville?
0: I wouldn't say it's my little secret, but it definitely helps all together around the racetrack. I feel like trying to go around that bump is just taking time off of going around the racetrack as fast as you can.
2: Well, you would know you've been driving it for enough years now and, and that's hard to to say with, you know, your your age. But uh yeah, you you've got a good handle on the track and uh more so than some drivers with a lot more experience. So uh we look for good things coming out of the the Arca race and, and hopefully we'll have you on Monday night again after the ARCA race. We we have a tradition of having the winners on afterwards, so uh let's hope that can uh shape for us.
0: Oh yeah, I hope so. Hopefully we'll bring the number 20 Toyota Camry home in one piece and hopefully we'll end up bringing uh, the win home with us.
2: Well, how did you get involved with the Venturinis uh in the first place Chandler and uh uh there's such a great group to work with. Uh, uh you're you're a lucky young man. Uh how's it been going so far?
0: It's been going good. Uh we got hooked up with the Venturinis. We've been looking for an ARCA team uh for a little bit here and. We got a connection with uh, Toyota, and a bunch of dr- driver development drivers go over to Venturini that are typically with Toyota, so Toyota kind of guided us towards Venturini, and we were like, you know what, we're j- we just started off with you guys, so uh, we'll take our shot go over to Venturini.
2: Well, wise decision. Uh... Uh, that, it's hard not to, uh, to expect great things when you go to a team like that uh, with the experience and the level of competition they put out every week and there's a race. So uh, what do you think is going to be your biggest difference between driving your Super 8 model and driving the, the bigger, heavier Arca car?
0: One thing is, like you just said, they're a lot heavier. But, you know, I haven't got to test the Arca car yet. So I'm not quite sure how to answer that question yet.
2: Fair enough. That's fair enough. I, I, I expect nothing less of you. But uh, it's been a great talking to you, uh, Chandler. And I'm going to turn you over to Jeff. Let Jeff have a few questions for you. And uh, we're looking forward to we'll see you in Nashville. We'll stop by and say hello.
0: Yep. Ten fourth. Thank you, guys.
2: You're welcome. Take her away, Jeff.
5: Hey, Chandler, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking time out and being on the show tonight.
2: Yep, thank you, guys.
5: Hey, Chandler, for the people who don't know much about you, can you kind of talk us about where you started in your career, when, and what kind of a, uh, accomplishments you made up through the years, your championships and things like that?
0: You know, I started at the age of four racing go-karts go out on dirt. And I raced them for about six months, and we got out of those and started racing quarter midgets. I raced quarter midgets for the longest time, and I ended up winning six national championships in quarter midgets. So after the last championship we won in quarter midgets, we said we needed to move up. So we went and bought a Bandolero. I raced the Bandoleros for about four years, I would say. Took about a year to get used to them. After that, we won a national championship. And then after that, we won two more, I believe. And after that, we ended up winning. We were, we raced 28 races and won 27 out of the 28, I believe is what it is. And we ended up bringing two national championships home that season as well. So in total, I have 10 national championships. And this year, as known, we are the winner of Speed Fest and Super Late Models.
5: Now, can you talk about when you got your start with the Super Late Models, the Late Models and Super Lates?
0: <clears throat> well, I initially started racing late models in the past pro deal when they used to have that. Just kind of as a learning experience, you know, just getting used to shifting gears because I've never been in a full-size race car before. So I was just kind of getting used to all of that. Then uh, we started moving up a little later, exploring around the racetracks in the pro division and just kept um, kept exploring mainly. Then uh, after that, we moved into the super late models a little after we got with Ricky Turner. And then ever since then, we've just been setting sail, still learning.
5: Now, this year, you're going to come in the Arca Series. You're going to run six races with Venturini Motorsports. Um, like, like Mark said and Roddy said, man, it's such a great organization to be with. Um, you're going to run the six races. You talked about Nashville, how you like the high banks. Uh, your other races are going to be at Salem, Toledo, Iowa, Elko, and Lucas Oil. Have you ever run any of those other tracks before? Uh, No, sir. Now, have you been over to the Venturini shops at all to work with the cars or get fitted?
0: Oh, yes, yes, sir. It's a great facility.
5: Now, are you going to be in the number 20 or 55?
0: I'm going to be in the number 20 now. Okay. Uh,
5: Who's going to be your crew chief?
0: Uh, Billy Venturini will be my crew chief.
5: Billy is. Now, yes, sir. you you get over to the shop and kind of talk with him, or is it going to be when you get out to testing you'll start working with each other?
0: I think it's going to be more when we get out to testing. Since the shop's up in North Carolina, I live all the way in Georgia, and I'm still a sophomore in high school, so I don't really have that much free time to say, hey, let's go up to the shop after school today and stuff like that, like uh, most kids could say up in North Carolina. So I think we're going to start getting our communication around when we have our test date in Nashville.
5: Now, I was reading that you're part of the Toyota development uh, uh, development program. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit?
0: Uh, yeah, we joined on with them at the start of this year. Uh, we had a few things worked out with them a little later on last year. We didn't really announce until after the derby and when we got with Venturini. So uh, that's basically all there is to that.
5: Now... How do you feel about going out in a Venturini car knowing you can win at any time?
0: It's really good, especially (laughs) knowing that you're in winning equipment.
5: Now, did Venturini come to you, or did you come to them?
0: Toyota brought us to them. Toyota did? Yes, sir. All
5: right, uh, Chandler, uh, I want to thank you for taking time out, and I'm going to turn you back over to Roddy.
0: Yes sir. thank you
4: thanks, Jeff. uh Chandler. Let's talk uh, about yes, your sponsors the sponsors that you got for your cars.
0: uh yes, sir. First of all, I can't thank God enough for giving me the opportunity he gave me just to live another day and uh, breathe another breath. but I'd like to thank uh Toyota Racing in general. I'd like to thank uh, my mom and dad, Smith General contracting and quick tie.
4: Uh, how can everybody follow you on social media, Chandler?
0: Instagram at CSmithRacing26, Twitter at CSmithRacing26, and on Facebook there's a fan page of mine, Chandler Smith Racing Fans, and all updates about my racing are on there
4: 24-7. Well, Chandler, I'm I'm excited for you. Uh, it couldn't have been wrote down in a book no better than what, you got folded out in front of you here. So I'm looking forward to being part of it. All of us are, and thanks again. And hopefully we're going to have you in, again on a Monday night here in Winter Circle. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Looking forward to seeing you in Nashville.
0: Yes, sir. I'll see you then.
4: All right. Okay, guys, Chandler Smith. Uh, got a bright future in front of him.
5: that yeah, he does, Roddy. Especially with the Venturini's uh, It even makes it better Knowing you can go out at any time and win With one of their cars
4: Hey just, just, that.
2: Go ahead Mark uh, Sorry yeah I was just going to say I mean he's uh, Progressed very quickly He's only 15 years old and we first saw him Start racing at 13 years in the Super late miles and uh, He's only been doing that a couple of years and he's he seems to have such a handle on it, uh, on, on the racing end of it. It's, it's, it's hard to believe that he's only 15 years old sometimes.
4: Oh, isn't that the truth? And it's just like Jeff said, he's in equipment that can win. He's in equipment that he can
2: win in. And I think he's a driver capable of taking that equipment to the win, Rowdy. That That's, that's the difference between, you know, just throwing a driver in or throwing somebody like this uh, Chandler Smith. Uh, was he going to win? Well, you know what? There's always that possibility. But I think he has a better chance than some other drivers in that equipment.
4: Well, that Elmore's famous for bringing them first-time winners to the to the checkered flag.
2: It has Rowdy, and with you know the past guests we've had on the past couple of weeks, uh, we've been pretty good about having the winner on uh, previously before the race. So uh, maybe we've rubbed off some good luck on them, and we'll have the winner on uh, in a couple of weeks from uh, Nashville.
4: <laughs> I wasn't going there, Mark, but you did. So yeah, we have been we have been pretty good fortunate to have the drivers, several of the drivers on. Before the race weekend so
2: we, we have Rowdy I don't know if it's fate or what But uh, we've been lucky and, and the drivers have been lucky And it's all kind of fallen together In place for us all And uh, boy we've had a lot of fun with it I hope we get to continue to have a lot of fun with it Rowdy
4: Well our next guest is Calling, calling in at uh, 7.40 Eastern 7.45 Eastern Time That's Max Tillman Uh, Driving the Mason Mitchell Motorsports number 78
2: Um, Max is a new face On the scene in Arca With only one start That being Daytona So um, we'll have a lot of questions For Max Uh, Looking forward to having him on the show As any driver We have on the show So yeah but uh, we have somebody special at the end, the end of the show-off with Rowdy. Uh, somebody's been in racing as as long as you know I have as a spectator involved in some way or another. And uh, he's been driving behind the wheel that many years. So, ooh, I'm telling you, having Dave made on, that's special.
4: I think so, too, guys. I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, we we like you said, we had a great chance to talk with him just before this start at Daytona in, in February. And as we sat and talked on pit road, it was just like we were off going off to dinner, like I said earlier. Uh, not that we were—he was heading off to race at uh, on Daytona with a bunch of other guys. So uh, he had a good finish. He had a good run going there towards the end, and uh, then all the craziness happened, and it happens to the best of us. Yep. Well,
4: guys, I'm ready to get back to racing, man. I'm. Uh, it's. I'm ready to go back. I'm ready to I get need to a mark, race, Roddy. Uh,
2: I need one. I think Jeff needs a race. I think we all need a race. And a uh, couple weeks, we'll be off at LaSalle Speedway. I know I will. Hopefully, Jeff will be joining me, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch some dirt track action on the high banks of the quarter mile of LaSalle. The following week, just before Nashville, we hope to be at Crossville Speedway, seeing the Super Late Miles run into the Crossville Speedway dirt. And uh, then, of course, the next day we have the ARCA race and the Super Late Miles. So, yeah, it's starting to get spring. We're springing ahead. We're ready to get rolling here. Like I said, I'm rubbed up. I'm ready to go.
4: Well, day by day, 18 days, guys, 18 days.
2: So close yet so far, Rowdy. Yeah, we'll be here before we know it and over with before we know it. And then on to the next race. So we got to enjoy them as we come, one step at a time. And, uh, yeah, Nashville's next. Uh, Can hardly wait. Can hardly wait. Jeff and I already are making plans on on getting down there. So, uh, uh, yeah, we'll be meeting up and and having a good old time at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway.
4: Historic
2: Speedway. Yes, yeah, still. And uh, thanks to the Formosa family for keeping it in Nashville for as long as we can. And uh, uh, at least we know it'll be around for a few more years, and, and that's kind of heartwarming. So, uh, Tony Formosa, uh, Claire, uh, the whole group that works at that Speedway, are a great group. And uh, I know they're not First-hand involved with the ARCA race coming up this week, that week, but uh, uh, you know what? They're kind enough to lease it out and, and let somebody else promote it. So, uh, you know, racing's racing, no matter who promotes it, as long as it's a good race. Right, Rowdy?
4: That's right, guys. That's right. Hey, let's uh, stop for just a minute and uh, listen to this one get us ready to go. I think we're down to just, uh, what, about 37 days still Talladega, guys. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: If I,
4: if I don't get your tractor cranked up, it's not going to get crunk this year.
2: No, but, well, I, I'm looking forward to having uh, 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 the credentials this year that we haven't had before from the Hopefully, yes, sir.
4: We we need somebody from Talladega. We're gonna hopefully have somebody from Talladega to call in. I don't know who that would be, but that'll Thank be the, uh,
2: or, or or Matt. Yeah. Yep.
4: Well, they went on with their show. That back on this weekend was a good show championship racing on on uh, 90 92.7 out of Talladega Thunder
2: yep yeah, I listened to Rowdy it was and it wasn't cutting out as much as it was the week before either
4: no if I listened no. to it on my
5: phone it didn't cut out at all
2: good good that's nice to hear yeah it was it was an, an interesting show uh the second or that last half hour can get a little, you know, electric cars and all that is kind of the BS that goes through. I could do without that.
4: Yeah, what do you think about the electric cars? You know they, what I don't like about it?
5: I don't understand why they would have the car where you got to get out and change the car. Why can't they make it where you can change the battery?
4: Yeah. Yeah, because I I think you're losing something when you change cars.
5: Do the pit stops, but do a change of battery, not a change of car. I I didn't understand that. Unless they're too big uh, or whatever, I don't know.
2: uh, The technology uh, evades me on something like that, that's for sure. That's that's way beyond my recognition of how they even do it in the first place.
4: Well it's I guess electric vehicles are are headed our way, guys. It's like horse and buggies. I didn't pass one today.
2: You have Amish by you, Rowdy?
4: Nah, they're they're closer up to Don Don than me. Actually where okay. he's working at today is Amish Country up in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee.
3: <laughs> They've
4: got an Amish pit stop, <laughs> an Amish wagon stop.
2: Yeah, really. Is it the, the the gay Amish stop?
4: I know when we were up there working, when it would rain, that's when they'd break out the wagons and go to the to the wagon shop and. Pick up people that were brought into town. Oh. Do a uh like a bus, forty seat bus kind of deal. Sure. Yes. Yes. Well, hey, what about uh California? They're out of the west coast swing now, aren't they?
5: Yeah. They go to Martinsville.
2: It doesn't get any more east than Martinsville, boy. Uh, What a great race track. I I, I want to go back there so bad. That's the track I would really enjoyed going back to. What
4: would you like about it, Mark? What made you like it?
2: Well, it's a long, long race. And uh, Ann and I was with my wife, Ann, and, and we were able to move around a little bit, and... Check out different places to watch the race. Uh you know, unfortunately it wasn't a sellout. So there were open seats, you know, that you could go and there are also places you could stand and watch it was kinda nice too. Uh I enjoyed watching them come down the front straightaway and hit those brakes and watch the front ends drop. Uh. Yeah. But that was pretty cool. I that like was my other
4: track. Your mom's
2: Martinville. Yeah. Yep.
4: It's not too too bad. That's pretty flat track, isn't it, guys?
2: It's real flat.
4: It's like the paper. Now, we
2: all three have been to Bristol, have we not? Yes. Yep. Uh, I, you know, it's hard for you to say, Jeff, you've never been to Martinsville, but, yeah, if I had to go between the two, I think I'd go back to Martinsville. What about you, Rowdy?
4: I would prefer to go to Martinsville because I've never been there, and I, I didn't All like right. the, the the race. Well, I enjoyed the race, but to get to your seat was miserable. Now, Friday's race with Xfinity that was pretty cool because you weren't shoulder to shoulder, but on a Saturday night race. I just don't like to be packed in a can like that.
2: Well, then, we you we, know, there- we had a we had seats where in the middle of our seats, it, the they kind of they had a little bend in it to to make it around the turn, and uh, we had a little extra space, and we weren't overly crowded. Uh, were we, Jeff? I didn't think we were.
5: I don't remember. Can't remember it's, yesterday. You it's want been to a few that?
2: years. It's been a few years.
4: Well, that's, like I said, Saturday the Friday race I enjoyed, but the Sunday race was miserable. Saturday race, rather Saturday night.
2: Yeah, I I enjoyed both races. Uh, again, the uh, the the. Saturday night cup race, that's a long race, too. That's 500 laps on a half mile. No matter how quick you go around it, it still takes time to do that.
4: Well, the Martinsville, you just go through like a little subdivision to get there. Isn't that correct, Mark? It's kind of crazy the way to get to the track.
2: There's a a couple of gas stations, and there's a little side road. Unless you know where you're going or you've previously checked out your route, you would never find your way in there. But, yeah, you you squeeze on this little side road, it takes you right back off of turn two. And uh, great place to park, easy access in and out, uh, not too far to walk from parking to the seats. uh, Ann and I enjoyed ourselves immensely. Uh, she, she'd she like to go back, too, I think.
4: Did, how about the Martinsville mm-hmm. hot dog?
2: Very good. I'll admit that I had one. Uh, I was impressed. The color didn't turn me off at all.
4: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, I can see that the clouds are mounting, guys. It's getting uh, kind of darker.
2: Yeah, you're you're supposed to have a little weather coming your way, aren't you, Rowdy?
4: That's right. May may put on my racing helmet and get in, into the tub tonight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, if we go off the air, folks, you'll know why.
4: I'm in the tub with the racing helmet on. Yep. <laughs>
5: What do you think about the news well, of the composite bodies in 2019 and transition to twenty twenty at all races?
4: Yeah, we, well, we knew that was coming. We knew it was coming.
2: I, I think they gave enough time to use up the steel body bodies. I mean, I, I'm surprised they went as long as they did. I thought maybe they it would have been two thousand nineteen. They would have eliminated them by so. Uh, out there aren't that many left out there. If they're going to tear them up, then I don't think they'll make it that many years.
4: Nah, I, I'm, I'm like you, Mark. I think they're going to run through them pretty quick. Well, guys, we've got our next guest calling in here. All right. I'd like to welcome uh, Max Tillman, driver for M&M Mason Mitchell Motorsports and the number 78 Chevrolet. Welcome, Max. Thank you, guys. Well, Max, uh, Daytona and what you've been doing in the, uh, Enza deal, that's kind of two different spectrum of racing, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. It's a whole different deal. I was in, uh, Sebring this weekend and totally, totally different game than what it's like in a stock car.
4: Did you, uh, compete in the 24 hours?
1: No, not this year. We were, uh, we were planning to as a team as Tolman Walker Racing. That's my uh that's my personal team, uh that my dad and, and a couple of his uh, co workers started. But uh he got in a really bad accident actually at Watkins Glen last year, so we got rid of the 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 G T three R that we had and uh we'll acquire one for the 2019 24 hours of Daytona. Well
4: Mike uh so- you finished six. That's pretty impressive for your first time at at Daytona. Yeah, we had a we had a lot of ups and downs. I think
1: I think Mason Mitchell and the guys at the shop really put together a really nice car. Um, and I'm really really pleased with working with them. I was at the shop today and getting ready for Talladega. So um, I'm looking forward to to for, ta- for a good finish at Talladega, just like Daytona. If we don't get caught up in something, but uh, Daytona was, was a, a lot of fun, uh, you know, there's always that crashing that's going to go on in front of you, and you're always hoping you're not going to be in it, and fortunately we uh, played everything right and um, stayed out of it. I know we led a bunch of laps there, and we were second place for 25 laps. I think we led 10 laps, um, and we made a bad call on pit road, and then we got run over on a restart um had to come down pit road fix some things and come back and i think 25th position and made it back to 6th um but i believe we had probably one of the best if not the best car there to get the shot to win but we just uh in didn't align so looking forward to Talladega that's for sure
4: well uh Mason always brings some nice piece to the track uh Max and uh you got a heck of a crew chief also yeah, Doug
1: and I have been uh, really close working together for the past couple of years. Um not necessarily on the track, but just uh getting to hang out with each other and I mean, it's not always about you know, getting to know your crew chief on the racetrack well, even though that's important. Um, I think that off the racetrack you gotta build that relationship and Doug and I have certainly been building that relationship and uh it's been going very well. Um so having him a part of the team is huge. You know, someone who's got that much experience. We're, uh, we're headed to Bristol here in a couple weeks. Um, and actually his first win came at Bristol with uh, Dale Sr. So not to jinx anything, but hopefully have a good run there uh, with the Jefferson Pitts guys. But to be able to work with uh, someone with that much knowledge and, and have him uh, almost mentor me on and off the track is huge and very much
2: appreciated.
4: Hey, Mark, you're live with
2: Max Toman. Thanks, Rowdy. Hi, Max. Welcome to the show. Glad you were able to take some time to be with us this evening.
1: Thank you guys for having me. Always fun.
2: Well, I'm sure we may have spoken with you at at, at Daytona. We spoke to a lot of people, but we're sure going to make sure we see you in Talladega. And uh, What is your schedule for this year with ARCA?
1: Yeah, so we're going to run a couple of other races with Mason Mitchell. We're going to head to uh, Talladega, Charlotte. Um, we got Chicagoland, Pocono, Iowa, and Michigan on the schedule.
2: So wow. I'm that's, looking that's forward great to – uh, go ahead. Oh, please finish.
1: Oh, I, I was just going to say, I think, uh, I think it's a perfect schedule, you know, not running uh, – not having to run all the other smaller tracks, you know, track time and seat time and seat time, but um, choosing the bigger races that the top series run at. And that's, that's my goal. So we keep moving up the ladder. So we chose those tracks in particular and have some tests here and there. So Mason's been fast there and I'll take Mason's knowledge and what he's known from his championship in 2014 and Doug's knowledge of being a excellent crew chief and uh I think it's a good pairing. I think we're going to have some good finishes. Uh,
2: how did you come about getting involved with with Arca and and oval racing uh considering your background uh what brought you over to this side of the world? Yeah, so when
1: I was a I was like 11, I uh I started racing quarter midgets and so that's oval racing. I raced that about 3 years, you know, tiny 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 little tracks. However, right. um i was just trying to get approved and uh and get involved and we have our home track in new jersey motorsports park which is a road course started Uh racing spec miata um then we as a team acquired a porsche gt3 cup car however since i was like as young as i can remember i've always been a nascar fan but i didn't think i was gonna get into it and be driving in uh, stock cars then uh you know, got sponsored for, for a couple of years in the Porsche. Um, and then, you know, I was talking to some friends of mine like Andrew Alley and the ball those drivers who actually have a lot of fun driving the uh, stock cars on road courses. So, uh when I made my ARCA debut or I'm sorry, my uh K and debut at New Jersey, I was like, Wow, these are these are fun to drive, they're heavy. They got big brakes and fly fly around tires and everything, so a lot of fun and then uh from there, I just tried to continue continue on, get sponsorship and move up through the ranks because, uh, you know, people always think that turning left is so boring. However, I think it's a lot of fun, as a lot of people do, that uh, that race stock cars. But um, the IMSA side of things is totally different with the paddle shifts and um, the ABS and, and whatnot. But they're both very fun, and, and I love to race. So anything I can race in, whether it's go-karts, um or it's you know, something else. Racing is racing to me. It's competitive, and that's that's the best part about it. Is to, to be competitive. You want to be, you know, you want to win. You don't want to finish last. You want to have that adrenaline rush when you cross the start-finish line and fire the engine. So I've been uh, just enjoying it, having fun.
2: Well, that's the main part is having fun and enjoying it. Because uh, if you don't enjoy it and have fun with it, it's no sense doing it. I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you're putting that helmet on and firing that engine, and you're sitting around the pace lap, and
1: you're like, I don't want to be here, then that's not good. Because I'm sure I'm, <laughs> I agree.
0: I'm
1: I'm, I'm I'm definitely psyched up at that point. When when uh, when you put the fire suit on, that's pretty much when I get start getting adrenaline rush and getting getting all ready. So, uh, come the drop of the green flag, you better be ready for the. The next three and a half hours in the race car. Because if you don't want to be there, then that's probably not the right place for you. So,
2: no, no I, not I at, really all. Not at all. Well, what what are your other plans for racing? You you say you you know, enjoy racing, no matter what what it is. Uh, are you going to road race also this year, or any other K and N series races coming up for you?
1: Yeah, so I'm. Um, uh, I've got sixteen Porsche races. However, I'm not going to be able to do them all because of uh, conflicting schedules. So I will do uh, – the. I think I'm going to do the first most sport. Um, and then I, uh, I'll i do the second most sport. And then Montreal with uh, Formula One race uh, right after us. And um, I have a couple races with Jefferson Pitts, guys. So we'll go to Bristol and New Jersey Motorsports Park and then Washington Glen. And, and then we got the Mason Mitchell um Traces, so we're getting a pretty packed schedule in here and i'm working on some other things that will uh be announced here pretty shortly but i'm really excited to move forward and uh have it be a learning experience for me really and then getting a full series next year um run a full season in uh in one of the top three series so we'll see where uh where it takes me the approval process it's been a been a wild <laughs> journey for the past year
2: well, sounds like you're on the fast track right now, young man, and enjoy it while you can. And uh, I'm going to turn you over to Jeff because I'm sure he's got some great questions for you, too. Thanks so much for being on, Max. We will talk with you at, at Talladega, if not sooner. And uh, take her away, Jeff. Thank you.
5: Thanks, Mark. Hey, Max, thanks for being on the show tonight. Uh, and also congratulations on your sixth-place finish at Daytona.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
5: Hey, uh, you're more of a road racer. Uh, What is the biggest challenges from doing your road racing coming into the stock cars and these heavier cars? Yeah. Um,
1: It's, I mean, you don't really, you know, you don't take the, besides Daytona, you don't really take any of the road course cars on an oval. So you turn left a lot at Daytona, but the infield. Um, So uh, comparing to the road course and Road course is road course to road course. You know, if I took a Porsche on a Watkins Glen track and I took a stock car on a Watkins Glen track, even though the configuration uh, is not the same, I'd probably say um, the corners. The cor- you know, getting to getting to know how to get through a corner in a stock car because unlike uh, any other car I've driven, it's I've always been beating my head. You know, brake, shift, turn, maintenance. Um, and that depends on what kind of transmission you're using, but that maintenance throttle where you you know, you're partially on the throttle but you're not on the L throttle whole way. Um, to gain that momentum through the corner in a in a G T car is really, really important. Um, then you go to a stock car and you got the you gotta make sure you don't lock that diff. So in 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 a in a corner and also in uh in a in a left turn oval. So uh, I'd say that's probably been the biggest thing to overcome and and to have that patience when to get back on the throttle in the the center of a corner um, and and to rotate and let the car just roll through the corner has been my biggest learning point so far.
5: Now you're going to run Tate, Donut, Talladega, Charlotte, Pocono, Michigan, Iowa, uh, some of your bigger oval tracks. Is that more for your next step in your career? that you're not going to run the short you, tracks. Yeah, I'm
1: going to skip all the all the short tracks that are not in the top 3 series. Um like I said, we got a, we have a, I have a goal for next year and so I've been working with a bunch of people to get to that goal and we're right on track. It's going to be any more perfect than it is right now. So, keep doing uh keep doing what we've been uh trying to conquer this year and hopefully next year we'll be uh, in a full-time ride.
5: Now, next you're also gonna run uh at Bristol, New Jersey and Watkins, Glen. Uh that's gonna be in a K and N series car? Correct. Now would you would do you prefer running the ovals or running the road courses in these full body stock cars?
1: Yeah, it's a tough question. Um since I've only run uh like half I mean, I'm not even like quarter mile tracks in the K and M series. Um, I'd say that's fun. I haven't really run the the um mile and a half and, and mile tracks yet. So when I get to those I have a better answer, but right now I've I have a lot of fun in the road courses. I like it's an advantage I have when I when I go to the stock car world and people who are not road course drivers, I've got a big advantage to that, um area. So as of right now I'd say road courses are my forte. Uh, definitely definitely interested in the ovals and learning a lot more. Um getting better at those.
5: Now you're gonna have three races last year, Nick I think three races in the K and N series last year, or did yeah. you run more? And yeah, uh,
1: and four.
5: And you include uh you had two top tens and I guess your best was ninth at Kearns County. How do you, yep. do you like running the short tracks or no?
1: Yeah, we had a we had a first race when we ran a short track, it wasn't so great. But running turn I had a lot of fun, you know, halfway through the race we really started uh picking up cars and having a really good long car or long run car. So uh, I'm not opposed to short track stuff. I actually, I probably would have run the racing turn this past week if I wasn't in Sebring running.
5: Now, also your workman veteran crew chief, Doug Richard. Uh, how is that to work with him? Is he working with you on the K&N series side too?
1: Yes, he'll be um, there for the K&N series as well. Uh, Doug has been an excellent asset to the team and I'm really looking forward to working with him more down the road on things um he's just a he's a funny guy off the track and someone that he's he's just super friendly you know around the garage area what very well liked person but then you get to the to the race shop and he brings a lot a lot a lot of knowledge um that people um i think people people don't underestimate him but people don't realize how 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 smart he is really. Um, so he's uh, he's been awesome and I really look forward to continuing my relationship with him as the next uh, couple of years go on
5: Now you're also teamed up with uh, your teammates uh, Quinn Huff uh, he returns for a second consecutive season uh, is he running the full season with Mason Mitchell?
1: Uh, I can't confirm that I'm not sure actually
5: how, how, He was your teammate in Daytona though right?
1: Yeah, he was my teammate at Daytona. We had uh, had a lot of fun drafting together. Uh, we uh, were on the outside and during the race together, and pushing each other, and couldn't quite get up with me and tandem draft with me, but um, he pushed me to the lead. And that was fun. So, um, but yeah, uh, I'm, if he does run some more races this year, I'm sure we'll work together.
5: All right, Max. Uh... I appreciate your time tonight. Um, also, uh, good luck this season. You know, being in a Mason Mitchell Motorsports uh, equipment, if you have the opportunity to win anytime you go out on the truck. So, uh, good luck this season, uh, and we'll probably see you at the track.
4: Thank
1: you, guys. Really appreciate it. And, and I'm gonna
4: turn you back over to Rowdy. Sounds good. Thanks, thanks, Jeff. Uh, Tillman, did you get to go out and see the quarter midgets that raced at Daytona? I did, yeah. I had a friend uh, who's got his son, Colton Kitts, is, was racing, and we all three went out there. It, it was pretty cool to see all the drivers that actually got went out from Cup to go and visit the, all the young kids that come there. There was a ton of people there for that race, wasn't he,
1: Max? Oh, yeah,
4: it was packed. It
1: was. Uh, I hadn't seen a quarter midget race since the last time I was racing, so it was really nice to to see that go on and have a big crowd over there and kinda of bring you back to where you started. Um and seeing all those young kids look up to you uh, as ARCA drivers and a bunch of other drivers that were there. So really uh you know, we had some, some drivers come by and sign autographs for some kids and I had one kid come up to me and he had just won his uh first first race. Um I think he was about five years old. Um he was a little shy guy. But uh really cool to see those people Um, and drivers go hang out over at the quarter midget track at at Daytona. I think it's really special when you're that age and you're racing in Daytona, not necessarily on the big track, but you're inside the track racing. I think that's really special.
4: Well, I think they've really got something special going on there, and I hope they continue it because it was absolutely a a great atmosphere for a lot of future drivers in CUP someday because they all come. There were several of them now. Hey, even you, Max. I mean, you started there.
1: Yeah. It definitely, uh, definitely kick-started everything for me. I didn't want to... I actually grew out of my quarter of midgets. Um, so I couldn't fit in them anymore. So that's when we kind of had to say, hey, let's. what are we going to do next? Do we want to keep continuing racing? And, of course, my answer is going to be yes. And So then I got uh SCCA license and probably done a lot of 12-hour endurance races, 13-hour, 6-hour, 9-hour. Um, so I got a lot of, a lot of road course racing on my belt. and I'm just looking to get into, get some more left turns in my belt, you know?
4: Well, uh, Max, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media and, and talk about your sponsors.
1: Yeah. You guys can follow me at, uh, at Max Tolman pretty much everywhere and Max Tolman racing on Facebook. Um, you guys can message me, talk to me. I'm pretty, pretty open for discussions. Definitely on Facebook, we get some good discussions going on. But uh, my sponsors, I got to thank Zoomy and Myota. Two great, two great companies that uh, have been with me since last year, and uh, looking to further our uh, sponsorship this year. Um, Zoomy is a great company. If you guys don't know, they're uh, focused on education. Actually, a bunch of students started the company back in 2015. So uh, go check out zoomy.com and uh, learn a little bit more about uh, about. uh, what brings uh me to the racetrack every
4: weekend. Well, Max, we appreciate you spending time with us on Monday night and looking forward to Nashville, my friend. See you there.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on.
4: All right. All right, Talk folks. To you. Max. all right, Max. Thanks a lot. Mark, Jeff?
2: Yeah,
4: right. Off to a good start tonight
5: (laughs) Great guest tonight, great guest And we still have a great one that can bring on Woo,
4: man
2: Frosty on the cake, so to speak
4: He 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 loves the road course, don't he, guys?
2: He does, but I think he's starting to be swayed by these big oval tracks and how fast you can go and turn left. And uh, I think he may be swayed uh, there a little bit to, uh, to come to the other side, Rowdy. Sounds well,
4: like the, the way he talks, that's his
2: ultimate goal. Yeah.
4: yeah, that's what I was going to say. That looks like the way he's, he's headed.
2: Well, it used to be well, if you were in road course racing, you kind of stuck to road course racing. Nowadays, that's not the case.
5: Too bad ARCA didn't have a road course this year, so we could see him on an ARCA car.
2: Now, that would have been fun.
4: Well, they, they every time they had their chance, they said, we're not leaving a road course, didn't they, guys? They did hey uh anybody got a run down there for me
5: what do you want to run down up
4: i've lost I lost mark uh it yeah, does not matter well, I'm just gonna go to
5: the ARCA points.
4: Well, I tell you, I'm just going to bring on our first guest. How about that?
3: That's fine. <laughs> our first ready.
4: guest, our, our first guest at the top of the hour. That'll work. All right. Yep.
2: I- well, I'm ready.
4: Okay, guys, I'm going to bring in our next guest is Dave Mater the third and uh, I think Dave's uh was a part of the original Alabama game. How are we doing tonight, Dave?
6: Great, Rowdy. How are y'all doing?
4: Dave, we're just, uh, we've, we had a first great first hour with Chandler Smith and uh, Tillman, Max Tillman just got off there and, and we were waiting on you and and we were talking about how cool it was sitting on down pit road before you started <clears throat> started to race it daytona how relaxed you was <laughs> knowing you're fixing to climb in <laughs> a race and go 185 miles an
6: hour oh i tell you i've been doing it for a long time right in you know uh probably you know through my first year there i seemed like i kind of got over the jitters but you know through the years sometimes you know the Bigger shows will get you a little nervous at times, but that was something that I wanted to do since I was eight years old. And and uh, finally to get to do it was uh, a dream come true. And, uh, you know, I've started several orca races and been lucky enough to win one of them. And I was just a happy guy to be there.
4: Well, Dave, you've been racing a lot of years, what, 47 years now?
6: well yes yeah, third in seventy one so it's it's uh forty seven yeah <laughs> been a little
4: while <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, I, and you know it was such an inspiration to to see you get in that car you had a pretty good uh you had a you had a really nice car for daytona
6: we we was really excited um you know that was the first time for the body and the motors, and and uh, we just missed the gear selection just a hair, and uh, it seemed like uh, that was kind of what hindered us a little bit more than what we anticipated, and we're just so excited to get to go to Talladega and and uh, and what we learned from Daytona, and and hopefully that uh, you know I've shoot I've been leading that thing twice in years past, and uh, had a wheel bearing burn up and a bad pit call towards the end of the race with a 35-second lead and ran second, so it's been <laughs> been kind of a up-and-down deal at Talladega and really looking forward to uh, going and, and, and running well, and uh, Jeff and Scott and those guys are going to have me a great race car, and we just can't wait.
4: I tell you that composite body really looks good out there when you're on the super speedways. they they,
6: they do look good. Yes, they do. How how's
4: the yeah, car handled good. versus an old, old steel body car?
6: <laughs> I I don't think you're gonna be able to tell any difference. Be honest. I mean, it's just the shape of them, as we all know, the arrow you know, the downforce and stuff. And there, you know, you don't want to have any drag and downforce. And I know the last cup race I ran at Talladega in the melling car, the cars would just be kind of just floating.
3: <laughs>
6: and you're going like, holy mackerel, you know. <laughs> think you're going to lose it at any time, and you never did, you know. But it was uh, certainly a harrowing experience. And uh, the cars are real stable. You can tell they have more downforce, and they're not going quite as fast—probably about ten mile an hour slower. But you know, it's uh, all in all, it's all relative. I mean, it's a—it's a fast ride, and uh, and it's just—it's a, a blast. I just uh, really enjoy it, and so excited that I can still be able to do it a little bit.
4: <laughs> uh that's—you got—you got you to do it now. You got to do it now. What besides Snelladinka? What other race are you trying to make this year, Dave?
6: We're gonna go to uh, Michigan and Pocono. Also, you're
4: gonna do both Poconos.
6: No, no, just just the one. Uh, you know, Pocono and Michigan. You know, is week back to back, and and we're just doing yeah. this for fun. We're not chasing points, and just makes more sense to do the the second Pocono and, and, you know, there's only one in Michigan. So that spreads it out a little bit for us. And, uh, Paris, you know, has, she, uh, still races quarter horses and raises quarter horses and, and we have to go to, you know, those races where her, uh, uh, stuff is running and uh, we get to travel the country and we'll go watch some one horsepower ones run and then we'll get in, Get our our stuff and <laughs> take off and in. We just uh we're we're living a dream and having a good time.
4: Well, uh, what I'm trying to get my wife in ready for now, Dave. I I know us we're, we want to chase the Arca Dream and we're 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 working at it. All the guys here uh we're fortunate enough, last year we went to uh sixteen races we attended, so uh I'm
2: going to throw you over to Mark. You're live
3: with Dave later
4: there.
2: All right. Hey, Mark. Hi, Dave. Thanks, Rowdy. Thanks for being on the show. I I can't tell you how much I enjoyed talking with you on Pitt Road at Daytona. It was just brings back tons of memories. Uh, it was it was hard to believe that you had still had a bucket list left at our age. <laughs>
6: well, it's a... Uh you know, I don't think anybody really fulfills everything totally. And, and that was certainly my case. Uh, you know, I certainly wanted to have a Daytona 500 trophy, you know, in my house. Uh, and, you know, but, uh, I got to race, you know, 11 times in cup. And so that didn't come to be, but, uh, You know, I've won four NASCAR touring championships and the super late models and All-American Challenge Series in the 80s and got to do the ARCA and Bush and Cup. And, you know, I've just been so blessed to have a great career, and I'm just so tickled to uh, uh, have the uh, people behind me to, uh, you know, make that happen for me. Uh, So I'm just... uh, an old guy that's uh, still living his dream.
2: Well, that's kind of the same thing we're doing with this show, uh, Dave. And uh, Rowdy, I, and, and, and Jeff are just kind of enjoying the dream. We never thought we'd be in a situation to do this before. And it's 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 just a lot of fun to be able to talk with people like yourself and hear your stories and your experiences and relate them to us and our our, our listeners. Uh, it doesn't get much better than this, so I, I think I understand where you're coming from.
6: Well, I can't begin to tell you how much it means to be able to share my experiences and and, and to have experienced the things that I have, Mark. You know, it's just been absolutely phenomenal and, uh, you know, I'm still getting to do it. and You know, I mean, I've raced... Uh, the other racetracks that we're going to, Talladega, Pocono, Michigan, but, you know, Daytona was certainly a huge thing for me. And,
2: uh-huh.
6: and, uh, That's got to be very really successful right. for you. Yeah, where it was, I can't begin to tell you, and to be able to do that with Paris and Jeff Spreaker and his guys and, and my friend Mike Williamson that lives across the street that helps me on my cars, and, uh, you know, he's a Vietnam vet, and he actually... You know, was on a fifty cal in one of those six ton gun trucks. They had four of them on those gun trucks in Vietnam. And he's a real American hero. Man, it's great. (laughs) It's just been uh, just I can't begin to tell you.
2: (laughs) Wow. Well, what great experience to have behind you and help you out with, and and to make your guys dreams to to be able to do it and uh we're so looking forward to seeing you Talladega and watching you run and hopefully uh they won't have that crazy finish like they had at Daytona.
6: Gosh, that was that was
2: terrible. You know, here we was a half a lap away from finishing
6: this thing and then, you know, the wreck happened and, and then after that I didn't really get to see what happened, but you know, we could hear it going on there and that was really sad for it to uh not be able to finish, you know, I mean once once you take the white flag you, you know, I think they should, you know, finish the race. Uh you know, and and that was kinda I don't know, it was really disheartening to see, you know, three or four more times and tear up more cars and, you know, I mean somebody's liable to get hurt and that stuff, you know, and so <laughs> that was sad to see that, but I was sure glad to see all the guys that could, you know, uh finish and and had a good day.
2: Well, it, it it made for an interesting finish, that's for sure. Uh maybe not the one you were looking for, but uh we kept waiting for the race to end and end and end and end and they kept going on and they kept calling it till finally we had our winner and uh Talladega, I think is is more noted for those surprise winners, so maybe that's it's, uh they're waiting for you at Taylor Egg
6: well, they're waiting for me as the oldest guy.
3: <laughs> uh,
6: yeah, and that's a really pretty special, too, because when I started, you know, the next guy to me was, you know, 40, 35, 40 years old, and they'd call me the snotty-nosed kid and, you know, and you know, lay on me and bump me and spin me out, and, you know, and uh, cause I was the I was the punk, you know, out here with all the – all the adults, and now it's just the opposite now I'm racing with all these kids, and you got the old man out there, and they're going like, "You know, oh my, watch for, for the old man <laughs> so it's it's uh really been interesting uh the the time that I've got to live my career, and the changes uh, so really
2: phenomenal to see what's happened you know through the years been great well, they made you wait till you were sixteen until so you could race again in the pits back then too, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, you
6: couldn't drive till you had a driver's license, and you know maybe they could have, should have continued that. I don't know. I mean, but it's not like that anymore. And you know, I look back on it. You know, when I won the snowball at the age of twenty three, and that held for twenty seven years, which. Uh, Chase, you know, won it at 15, and that will hold forever probably. I mean, maybe not. It might be a 13- or 14-year-old win it. But, They're, you know, out there, the day, They're out there, Dave. They're out there. I know it. I know it. And it's, uh, it's changing of the guards, and, and things are just different now from what they used to be. But when I was coming up, you know, they didn't want, you know, a 20- five-year-old guy they wanted somebody who's 35 40 of them. they wanted a man you know and and so then once i kind of started in my 30s i, I kind of got in there a little early in my early 30s and and then jeff gordon coming along at
3: 19 still <laughs> <He had laughs>
6: and all that
3: <laughs>
6: so uh, kind of kind of it funny all. how
2: it's all transitions yeah it's great <laughs> Well, thanks for being on the show tonight. I'm going to turn you over to Jeff because I know he's got some questions for you, also, Dave. And oh yeah, yeah. Looking thank forward for to seeing me. you in, the, in Talladega and reminiscing again. Oh, absolutely. Make sure that you
6: find me and and oh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll track you down one way or another.
2: So, but thank you okay. so much, and uh, take her away, Jeff.
5: Thanks, Mark. Hey, Dave. Uh, hey, Jeff. Thanks for being on the show, taking time out tonight. Oh.
6: So oh, thanks for having me.
5: Hey, can you talk about where you started your racing, how old you were, and what you had to do to get started racing?
6: Well, you know my father was a well-renowned racer, and uh, you know he drove for 24 years and won 430 feature races in 24 years. I've been doing it for 47 and only have like 348. So put that in perspective, you know. I was, my dad was tenacious, and uh, he raced against all the legends that we see now. And I certainly, you know, he's my father. And, you know, if I'm, uh, you know, bias on that. But I mean, it's just it is what it is. He was a great racer, and and I got to start when I was 16 at Montgomery International Speedway, and and uh, then went on to run Birmingham the next two years in the cadet division, and then. Donnie Allison gave me my first late model ride in 1974, and I won the, the second feature that I ever set in a late model and have gone on and done pretty good and done a lot of things through the years, you know, with the Arca Bush Cup and, you know, super late models and just uh, drove a lot of things and a lot of cars for a lot of people. And But I'm in the best situation I've ever been in, You know, with Paris and uh, our relationship and uh, the things that she provides us, and I mean, it's just uh, life's good, and I'm a very, very lucky man.
5: Now, seven years after you started racing, you won uh, the Snowball Derby. How big of a win was that for your career? (laughs) Oh
6: my, oh my gosh! You know, I mean, (laughs) I mean, if you look at everybody that you know, has won the race, and uh, you go back and ask him except for Kyle Busch and, you know, those those guys, you know, but, I mean, all these young kids that are winning it, I'm sure that they're going to say the same thing that, you know, I'm saying that it was very instrumental, you know, to the career, and uh, it's certainly, you know, one of the biggest short track races in the country, if not the biggest short track race in the country, and uh, you know, so it was uh, very, very special to uh, beat Mark Martin to win that race. You know, and on the last lap at that, you know, it was. Uh, uh, you look. We look back on it now, and you know, it was very, very special.
5: Yeah, we were in uh, Pensacola this last year, and uh, you were in a class of a lot of great winners from the Snowball there because we were at, We stuck our head in the tent when you guys were having your breakfast for the all the winners of the snowball derby and you, it was a great thing
6: yes that was it certainly was it was great to see a lot of the guys and that I hadn't seen in a long time mickey gibbs and you know people like that it was a, a great great to be there i'll tell you and be recognized for something that you know you was doing just like everybody else and you ended up you know winning it and you know, uh, everybody didn't fall out. You know, I beat one of the best in the business to to win the race. Uh, and That makes it very, very special. You know, so it was really a great time. That was a lot of fun.
5: Now, back in Daytona this year, it's the first time you were on a super speedway since 1991. How were your first few laps and how did they feel?
6: Oh, uh, it was harrowing,
3: <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Uh, uh,
6: you, it, been several years since you've been that fast, uh, I can promise you, uh, it's an eye-opener there for about, you know, five laps, ten laps, and, you know, until you get acclimated with it, uh, we had a little piece of trash in the right front shock and made it a little more exciting on top of that, the car was bouncing, and I was telling Jeff, I said, man, if the track is that rough, we got problems. I mean, <laughs> you know, and uh, so once he got that fixed, and that thing took off, you know, and uh, uh, we, we just we had a great time. Uh, very special to carry his family's number on my car, which I'll be 63 in June. On top of that, it's kind of funny how things line up and. Uh, you know, so it was, uh, man, that was great. I can't tell you how much fun that was. I just, I'm still smiling, you know, except for the wreck, you know. But I mean, that's the uh, that's the romance, you know. Uh, some some of us make it, and some a lot of you don't. I guess at times. So there you go.
5: <laughs> Can you tell the listeners the story about how your ride came about for Daytona?
6: And that was that was uh <laughs> that's a neat story. Paris uh, has two uh, old cars: a '68 396 SS Chevelle and a '69 and a Camaro. That's uh not a the '68 a number matching real nice car, and this, we bought a '69 Camaro and and that's just kind of, she said, that's your, your toy there, so that's my toy, and we was down there looking for a rear end for it, but we we did that uh, the cruising the coast the year before, and we wanted to continue doing it, and we really enjoyed it, and come across Jeff Spraker, and he was selling the you know, rear ends, and we got to talking, and so we bought a rear end for the car. I needed a 12-volt rear end for it, so I went to pick it up in Mooresville, and he was showing me his shop, and I, was in his shop across the street, had his cars in it, and so, and I was just inquisitive, you know, asking, you know, what things are, are costing nowadays and what not, and so we got talking a little bit about that, and and he said, well, you 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 don't want to drive one of do you? And I said, well, I mean, I would, you know, but I mean, I'm just <laughs> just asking, you know, it's not about, you know, if we want to do it, and the. So he gave me a price About what it's costing And I said well let me tell Paris And I told Paris And she said, I want to see you do that <laughs> So So there it went And uh, she made it happen And her and Jeff And uh, just had a, a time of our life I tell you it was really real, uh, uh, Important for me and, and all of us to you know, Go and do that We had a great time except for the end result But all but that, you know, we had a good time.
5: Is that true that it was one of uh, your owner's old race cars and you guys just took the chassis, basically, and put a composite body on it?
6: Yes, it was his uh, it was his favorite car that he'd run for several years, on and off, through the years. And uh, But it was the right location of the front clip and you know everything about it you know uh that he liked and and uh he put a composite body on it and the Elmore motor in it and and uh, there we go and all of his experience the car was was fast and uh, we just uh missed the gear just a little bit and once it got wound up that thing was zooming but I would struggle on the, on the starts and when we qualified a little bit and That kind of put us behind the eight ball, but, uh, you know, I was just uh, hoping to finish that thing. We didn't get to. That was what was sad. But uh, all in all, we was all tickled to death. And uh, so Paris bought the car, and and we're going to run, you know, three more races to Altega, Pocono, and Michigan with it this year and look forward to going back to Daytona and uh, maybe we can get a chance to, you know, win and and add to – you know, all our experiences of, of having good races through the years. I've been lucky and fortunate to win several races in and, and my career, and uh, sure would like to add that to the, the trophy case.
5: Um, you're still running your super late model, is that correct?
6: Well, yes, uh, we got the uh, Northern Outlaw car, which is, you know, about a half or quarters second faster than a super late model, and we're going to run it in Toledo on April 14th, and then we run the local late model class in Montgomery. Uh, so, yeah, we're dabbling in it still. I mean, that's what we've been doing the last three, four years, and and then this opportunity came along, and... So, uh, just like I said, we're just having fun, but we're still running a little bit of the late-mile stuff yesterday.
5: I I think I read something about uh, last year you ran the last four – you you ran your last four races and you won three of them, and your dad was with you when you won your last race.
6: Well, uh, we started five and I won four. I was battling them for the lead on the outside and had a right rear flat. Uh, but I won the last four out of five, you know, last year that we ran, and uh, my dad was with us the year before, and uh, when I won one of the races at Montgomery, and uh, man, I can't tell you how special that was, you know. So, but uh, we're still lucky to be able to, you know, do well every once in a while, and just looking forward to the next race we can go to.
5: Now, I, I, I saw in a quote when your dad was with you after you were in those races, he said, son, you still got it. How did that make you feel?
6: Oh, it was great. You know, he, my mom's been pretty sick for several years, and he hadn't been able to go to races like he wanted to in the last, you know, four or five years, and and uh, that was exciting for him to get to see me race which He's been with me for so long, all my, all my life, race. Right, uh, so it was, uh, yeah, that was really great, you know, to, uh, you know, have him say that to me. It's just, uh, he was, he was a great racer himself, and it means a lot.
5: Um, can we kind of talk about? Can we kind of reflect on your uh, four um, NASCAR? All-Star Series, uh, champions, or Late Models Championships?
6: Yeah, we had my All-American Challenge Series Yes, sir. yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was really special, too. I mean, we was just racing, you know, in, in 83, or no, in 84, we, we went to a couple of the races, and then after that was over, we just decided, just, well, let's just go to the first one in 85. So we did and and, uh, ran decent, didn't win, and so we had enough money to go to the next one, and so we just kind of went to, you know, as many as we could and ended up going to all of them and won the thing (laughs) and uh, won a couple races that year. and uh, So then that's kind of what we did, you know, the next two years, and, you know, we ran out of our little garage in Homewood, Alabama, you know, a 32-by-24 shop behind my mom and dad's house, and
2: we won three
6: championships out of that little building, and then I drove for Frankie Grill, you know, in 88 and won the championship with him. So uh, that was that was pretty neat. And so we were just racing along, and I had some guys come up to me in Anderson, South Carolina, and go like, man, did Leonard Wood get a hold of you? And I went like, no, why? And he said, well, they're, they want you to, they was talking about getting you to drive the 21 car, and I'm going, you're kidding. And they go, no, no, they they, they was wanting you to drive that. But since you was running your little, you know, super late model here, they, they got, you know, somebody else. And I went, oh, my gosh. So when I won my last championship in 88, I made sure I quit that. <laughs> To where I wouldn't miss any more opportunities, and then Dick Bear called me, and I got my first cup ride with Dick Bear. That, you know, started Michael Waltrip, and and uh, got to run five races with him, and then six with the Melling car with Gene Roberts and Harry Melling, and and uh, so that was uh, really special. And got to do the first night Winston, and I ended up being the first person to go around uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway under lights because the light failure and and uh so there's just so many special things that happened to me through the years I yeah you know, we don't have enough time but uh I sure look forward to seeing you and and uh, telling you some more stories when I see you I got plenty of them
5: Oh I got so much information on you my head was kind of spinning and I've got so much more <laughs> in <front of> me. <laughs> Before you go can I ask you one more question um uh, well, two
6: thousand
5: and twelve you're inducted to the Alabama Racing Pioneers Hall of Fame. How special was yeah. that for you?
6: Oh my gosh. Uh I, I just can't begin to tell you, you know, to for something like that to happen to you, your peers, you know, uh uh you know electing you to go into something like that is just uh, beyond special. Uh, I hope one day that I can get into, you know, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, you know, one day. Uh, I really look forward to that and hope that will happen before I die. And, uh, but it was very, very special. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, right up there with any snowball win or anything that I've got to do, I'll be honest with you. It was really a very, very big honor.
5: Well, Dave, uh I think you're well-deserved to be able to get into the NASCAR Hall of Fame because with your four consecutive wins right up there with seventh all-time with Richie Evans and Jimmy Johnson with consecutive uh, championships, um, I I think you well-deserved to be there.
6: Um, Well, uh, that's that's good. Thank you.
5: um, And also I just want to thank you for being on the show tonight. And like you said, we need to get together again and talk because I have so much more for you. I would. Look, you've probably got so many stories that we could talk for days. And uh, I want to appreciate oh. you for being on the show, and I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy.
6: Okay. Thank you so much, Jeff. It was great
4: talking to you. Great talking to you. All right. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you, Jeff. <laughs> hey, man, I, I tell you, uh, hey, you know what? With that Elmore engine and that composite body and them general tires, We're going to see you in victory lane.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I sure hope so, and that's what we're going to try to do. I do every time when I go get in a race car. That's what I try to do is win. And uh, to win at Talladega will be very, very special. Um, I mean, it will be right under Daytona, naturally, but, I mean, that will be second, I'll tell you, because my home state, home track, you know, I've raced there three times and, uh, you know, and, and been, you know, decently competitive and, uh, it just means so much to win at you know, or your home track, you know, might as well call it, you know, cause I'm an Alabama boy
4: <laughs> roll tide. <laughs> well, you know, uh, they start to race off with, uh, Sweet Home, Alabama. So it it it, it would be special. I, I, I guarantee you it'd be special. Dave.
6: Boy, you're not kidding. They really would.
4: Well, Dave, us you throw out your sponsors and tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. Keep up with your dreams. Oh
6: goodness. Okay. Well, uh, Diamond
4: Sea Ranch, you know, is Paris's
6: 550 acre horse ranch in Montgomery. You know, that's our, uh, one of our main sponsors, and American Apparel, which makes military uniforms, you know, uh, for our people that are keeping us free, and then Collier Oil and Gas, and we have Jeff Spreaker Racing, and, you know, many other, uh, little helpers that, uh, I got a dear friend of mine that's, uh, uh, raced back with him in the 80s uh, Sam Parsons and he is going to uh, uh, help us at Talladega by a set of tires and uh, you know so it's a uh, very special to have all these people and uh, the backing that we need and uh, we just so look forward to uh, you know going to Talladega and we got Terry Mason as my PR man and Mississippi, and he's uh, been trying to help us get some sponsorship help and try to relieve Paris a little bit. And, and uh, you know, if you guys want to uh, get a hold of him on social media, and that's how Sam Parsons, you know, uh, found out about it. And we'd like to have as many people on the cars that we can get and, and uh, really enjoy having people being interested in what we're doing.
4: Well, Dave, I'm looking forward to having you back on. Uh, maybe right after Talladega, we'll, we'll we'll try to set something up. I'll get to Terry and we okay, talk about Talladega weekend.
6: Yeah, well, Terry's number is two two eight
4: six six nine eight one two two.
6: You know, so y'all can call him and. And if uh, anybody wants to join the bandwagon of the senior citizen gang and the Alabama gang, you know, <laughs> come on. It was <laughs> we we have a real good time and we laugh about it all the time
4: and we have a great
6: time. So uh, really look forward to doing it and seeing you guys again here at Talladega.
4: All right, Dave. Thanks for calling in tonight, sir. We thoroughly enjoyed it.
6: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me It means a
4: lot Thank you so much, Rowdy Uh, All right, see you in Talladega, friend Okie dokie, see you there
2: All right, right. bye-bye Thanks, Dave Thanks so much, Dave
6: Oh, yeah, you're very welcome, guys Thank you so much
4: Talk to you later All right, Dave, thank you,
6: man Good night All right, y'all, thanks, nice
4: Dave Vader, man. Next big race, Talladega. Hey, we're going to all be living our dream at Talladega, aren't we?
2: Maybe a little bit, Rowdy. Uh, boy, we've had some legends in racing on this year. Uh, big Bill Venturini, Dave Mater. I mean, wow. Uh, we've had some heavy hitters on this year, my friend.
5: What a story Dave and has.
4: It, and it's just March.
2: <laughs> We're only getting warmed up.
4: That's right. You're exactly right, Jeff. I mean, where do you? you there's nowhere. It goes on and on and on.
5: Oh, it's unbelievable, Roddy. Like I said, when I was trying to do some looking on, looking research in Dave. I mean, and just he's done so much in those all those years. It's just it was mind-boggling you know, from driving, he's been crew he's been crew chief, you know, built cars, it's all all the stuff he's done. It's just overwhelming.
4: Well he's picked uh, that's pretty good racetracks, four good ones. Daytona, Talladega, Michigan, Pocono and then Michigan.
5: I can't wait to see him in Michigan.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, in Talladega. Hopefully we'll see him in Talladega, too, and Michigan. And uh, we'll have to send Todd over to say hello in uh, Pocono.
3: Yes.
4: Yep. Well, guys, Jeff, how you want to close this night out, man? I'm telling you, what a night. Uh, Chandler Smith. Max Tollman, Dave Bader.
5: Honestly, Roddy, I'm not sure how to close it out. It's been a a, a great show. I mean, like you said, Chandler Smith, uh, Max Tallman, Dave Bader uh just an incredible lineup tonight um, from 15 years all the way to 62 years old. Uh, uh, everything in between, it's just a, a great show and 18 days until Nashville, and uh, we'll see you next week, and talk to
4: you then. All right, man. Well, Mark, back to that night again. You know that time.
2: Yeah, we had a winder down eventually, Rowdy, and I guess this is it. Uh, Jeff's right. We had from a 15-year-old driver to a 62-year-old driver, and uh, all those experiences in between. Uh, tonight was a special show, and uh, hopefully we'll have many more like this. And uh, Can't wait till Nashville. Uh, I need to get to a race, so hopefully that dirt race doesn't get rained out in a couple of weeks, and I'll get there. And until next week, we'll see you. Hey,
4: go let that light shine.
2: Keep it shining. Shine that light bright.
4: guys. Enjoyed it, man.
2: Always rowdy, always.